welcome to episode 30 of the Clean Simple Free podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Alexia Fox. Last week, I discussed defining your home's style, how to embrace what you love, and let go of what you don't. This week, I'll be talking about some of the things that have changed for me since switching to a minimal way of life, and some of the most surprising things I've learned to live without. I'll also be citing examples of things my listeners have shared that they learned to let go of on their journeys to simple living. So stick around for all that and more. Now that we're in a new decade, I've been thinking over some of the major changes that have happened along my minimalist journey. Sometimes it can be hard to see just how much progress we've made until we can stand back and actually look at the big picture. As I mentioned in my very first episode, I've been organized ever since I was a little girl. I used to sort my toys by color and category. I loved these plastic organizers from the 90s by a brand called Caboodles, which had all these different slots and drawers in them. I used to love sorting my stickers, rock collection, and all the other things I treasured as a kid, and I always enjoyed figuring out the ideal way to categorize them. That was fun for me, so organizing has always been innately enjoyable. Another thing I mentioned in episode one is that my mom raised my siblings and I with the habit of decluttering, especially before the holidays. This was a habit I kept up into adulthood, but when I first made the switch from living organized to living minimally, many things changed for me in a really big way, and I went from doing occasional organizing sessions to full-fledged clutter cleanouts. As a brand new minimalist, I started small. I went through the shelves and cabinets in each of my rooms, and I'd see what jumped out as something I no longer needed. A sweater I hadn't worn in a while, a decoration I grew tired of, a nail polish color I no longer liked. I was essentially still just organizing, but looking just a little bit harder at the things I thought I could part with. After a few months of keeping up this same habit, I had taken several bags to charity and I felt pretty good. I was gaining momentum, but it still felt like it wasn't enough. I'd look around, and I would still feel that there was clutter in plain sight that I was missing. If any of you are in the same boat, in the same situation right now, I want to share something with you to encourage you. It wasn't until I became objective about my possessions that I started to really see my belongings for what they were. Clutter. And also, I've become more critically decisive over the years with what I choose to keep. This came with time, with educating myself about the psychology behind holding onto our items, and most unexpectedly, in the form of a house walkthrough video that I uploaded to the Clean Simple Free YouTube channel. Once I saw my home on a video, it took me out of my typical element, and I noticed things that stuck out in the video, and I would pause the video and immediately take those items and put them into a donation bin. Sometimes a new perspective can really illuminate things that we otherwise wouldn't notice, so try viewing things from a new angle. Whether it's making your own home walkthrough, you don't have to upload it anywhere, but it might help to see it through the lens of a camera, 
Or you can invite a friend over who will give you an honest opinion or whose decorating taste you admire. Whatever you need to do to see things differently, that can really help to change your perspective. Now that we've touched on a few ways to get through those first steps into minimalism, I'd like to get to the main topic of this episode, which is sharing with you some surprising things that I've gotten rid of over the years. Please note that these are not recommendations, as these solutions are not going to work for every household, every city, or lifestyle. This is only what has worked for me, and it might make you think about different solutions to the items you own. Okay, so diving right in, I have not used a dresser or chest of drawers in over six years. When my fiance and I first moved into our own place together, a friend of ours gave us this big, beautiful, bulky dresser. It served us really well for the year that we lived in that place, but when it was time to move, we decided to donate it and buy something more streamlined in the future. After relocating, it was a smaller space, but we had a huge closet, so I purchased stackable plastic drawers and fit those inside our walk-in closet. Over the years, I've done away with the plastic drawers, and now all of our pajamas, gym clothes, socks, undergarments, and accessories are all contained in storage bins on our closet shelves. When I was brainstorming for this episode, I asked my fiancé if he missed having a dresser at all. His response was a very direct no, and in fact, in his own words, he said he thought that dressers were, quote, kind of superfluous. So living without a dresser is something non-essential for our household and leaves a lot of free space in our bedroom. On the topic of furniture, we also do not own nightstands. Uh, Typically in American homes, we have end tables on either side of the bed that have drawers and usually a little lamp on them, but we don't have those. We each have a side table without drawers that we can place our phones on at night while they charge. Mine has a very small basket that holds my prescriptions and headphones, and I have a water bottle on it as well. This makes the surface of the tables very tidy, very easy to clean, and there's no risk of finding that the drawers have become messy. We also have LED string lights hung up behind our bed, so there's soft lighting if we want it, but we don't have the need for bedside lamps either. When first moving in together, my fiancé and I had a lot of furniture between the two of us. For sitting furniture alone, we had three armchairs, a sofa, and a love seat. We now only use a sofa, and if we need additional seating for when guests are over, we have four dining room chairs that are perfectly adequate for extra sitting room. We just drag them into the living room or wherever we're hanging out, and it's perfectly fine. On the last topic of furniture, we also do not have a coffee table. Last week, I referenced some of the handmade wooden tables that we have, so we just use those side tables on either end of the couch. This may change in the future if my fiancé decides that he really wants a coffee table in our current home, but the side tables are perfectly adequate to place drinks or snacks on while watching a movie, or a sketchbook and pencils if I'm drawing, and we get to utilize and enjoy these beautiful and unique pieces. 
Before getting into the biggest thing I've learned to live without, I'd like to share some responses from my Instagram followers. Last week, I asked this question on Instagram. What's something you've learned to live without on your minimal journey? I'd like to share some of the answers with you, and I apologize in advance if I pronounce anyone's username incorrectly. But here were some of my favorite responses. Emma Tiernan said, clothes. That's a good one. Clothes are always a great thing to downscale and can be very difficult to tackle, especially if you have a lot. Metagorm said, Facebook. And I love this one because if any kind of social media is not making you happy, it's a great idea to just go ahead and delete the app. That's why I'm no longer on Snapchat. I just didn't use it enough and it did not serve a purpose, so I don't use Snapchat. Beth in PDX had a very eco-conscious response. She said, dryer sheets, aluminum foil, paper towels. Love it and congrats on getting rid of so many disposable items. These next two are also very eco-conscious replies. Blue Optimist said, extras of any sort. Generally, you can wash and use again. Totally agree with you there. Ari the Organizing Fairy said, paper towels, plastic wrap, baby wipes, lots of towels, extra bed sheets, etc. Again, love the eco-consciousness of both of these answers. And yes, extra linens are totally unnecessary. You'll know when you have enough. The last reply was a DM from Jason Carrasco, 7682. He's a friend of mine and his band Marshmallow Machine is responsible for the song that you hear in the last 30 seconds of every episode in season two. He was also featured in an interview very early on in episode eight. Jason said, an entire tub of Easter eggs. We buy more every year, yet don't get rid of what we already have. During this pandemic, my wife has switched gears from buying the kids toys to buying homeschool supplies, and she's doing the method I talked about on your podcast where the kids check out toys like a library. Anyway, she asked if we had any storage tubs, and I was like, if we throw away all of those Easter eggs, we can have one great job getting rid of those, and I'd like to thank everyone who participated in this Q&A. It's always so fun and so inspiring to hear from others, so I'll definitely have more questions for you guys in the future. And if you're not following Clean Simple Free on Instagram yet, you can follow me under the username clean.simple.free. It's time for a short break, but we'll be right back. And welcome back to the episode. Back to the topic of my personal journey, over the years, I've also noticed a big decline in the number of clothes that I own. I had two walk-in closets when my fiancé and I first got together. I was living alone. These closets were both filled with clothes. He also lovingly pointed out that I had, quote, even more clothes than that because there were always piles of clothes on the floor. (laughs) This is 100% true. I will not try to deny it, and I'll get into changing habits like this in a future episode, because this is something I no longer do, or at the very least, try not to do. I have also parted ways with a ton of makeup and a lot of skincare products as well. I was working as a makeup artist a few years ago. One of the perks was getting a big quarterly credit to spend on whatever skincare and makeup I wanted from my company. 
So naturally, I stocked up in a big way. After leaving that job, I scaled down a lot, but I still kept several different lipstick colors and eyeshadow palettes on hand. And over time, I realized that I really don't change out my makeup as much as I plan to. I've really simplified my makeup routine and by extension, my bathroom clutter by letting go of everything but the makeup that I use on a daily basis. If I want something like a deep red lipstick for a special event, I can go out and buy one. But in the meantime, those products would have expired by now anyway, and I have yet to miss them. There have been a ton of small changes like this I've made over the years, but the biggest thing I've been able to part with is my car. This is a recent development because the cities we were living in before were not suited for public transportation, but now that we live in Austin, this city is incredibly geared for walking, biking, public transport, and it's so much easier to get around without a car. In fact, Austin encourages more eco-friendly practices, and in fact, a lot of takeout places or other shops will give you a discount if you bike to their store just because you're being more kind to the planet, which I really appreciate. This will not work for everyone depending on where you live, and again, I wasn't even able to do this until December, but it makes me feel so good that I was able to reduce my carbon footprint just a bit and let go of such a large possession. My fiance has a car, so it's not like I'm totally without a vehicle. And when we need to run errands, either he or I will group our errands together so we can be as efficient and eco-conscious as possible. For the most part, I can get to where I need to go without the use of a car, and that's a really great feeling. In this episode, I may be celebrating the big things, physically big things that I've donated, but that does not mean that the small things don't matter as much. Whether you've swapped out saran wrap and paper towels for a more eco-friendly substitute, decluttered many of your clothes, or donated half of your furniture, every single object that you decide to let go of is one step further on your minimal journey. And that's something to be proud of. Keep working at it and you'll find your perfect balance, that space of finally knowing when you've reached the point of having enough. I'd like to give a special thank you to all of my listeners, and especially everyone who participated in last week's Q&A. I also want to thank everyone who sent appreciative emails and those who gave new ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews mean a lot and help to grow the Clean Simple Free podcast, so if you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave a kind word and a five-star review. It's the easiest way you can support this podcast, and it really helps me a lot. If you'd like to support this podcast even further, you can do so starting at 99 cents per month by clicking on the link in the show notes. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Stay safe, be well, and remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life, and when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free. See you next week.